We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Everybody's working for the weekend, and it is finally here. Thank you for spending the beginning moments of this glorious weekend with me. I'm Dan Day. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. Going to make sure that your weekend is started off on the right foot in just a few minutes with the Joe Rose Show talking football with Mike Florio, also the Dan Levitard Show. They got Ed Reed, Miami and Louisiana legend. I am from New Orleans originally, Ed Reed. Plus, not just those Hawkman highlights and crowd or crowd pleasers that everyone seems to love, but also a little bit of Pareo Friday from the Hawkman and Crowder Show. But right now, let's do some headlines. The 49ers moved to 8-0 last night, defeating Arizona 28-25. The Dolphins Look for their first win of the season Saturday at 1 against the Jets. Kendrick Nunn scored 28 last night and set the NBA rookie record for most points through his first five games in the Heat's defeat of the Hawks 106-91. Tonight, Navy and UConn do battle at 8. The Jaron Williams-led Canes clash with FSU tomorrow. Kickoff is at 3.30. The 6-3 and 4 Panthers take on the Red Wings tomorrow night at the BB&T. Puck drops at 7. Listen to it here on 560 The Joe. Fresh off their World Series win on Wednesday, the Nationals have revealed they'll hold their victory parade in D.C. tomorrow, then visit the White House Monday. The Canes basketball team begins their season Tuesday against fifth-ranked Louisville. Tip is at 6.30 from the Watsco Center. Starlin Castro is now a free agent after the Marlins declined his $16 million team option. The infielder played with Miami the past two seasons with a batting average around 274. And now... Let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> a French woman recently started noticing her urine was purple. Apparently, it's a benign chemical reaction called pubs that causes this. All I know is if I'm flowing purple, I'm going to the doctor. Texas authorities are searching for a rare white fallow deer that has been running around a Longview neighborhood for days. They hope to tranquilize the deer and bring it somewhere safe. Oh, I hope the authorities find the deer before the locals do. It's Texas, after all. A Bangkok burger joint is offering a $330 prize for anyone who can finish their 13-pound patty burger plus the trimmings in nine minutes. Nine minutes! Maybe nine days. Nonetheless, someone clear the bathrooms in that place. An Illinois man wanted for drunk driving refused to turn himself in until authorities photoshopped a Halloween costume on his mugshot. They did so, and the guy turned himself in. See? You give a little, you get a little. Now on to weather, brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast, partly cloudy with temperatures around 80. Win a brand new $45,000 Mercedes-Benz at Hylia Park Casino. Get free entries every Saturday and earn more entries playing slots every day now through November 30th. Grand prize giveaway, Saturday, November 30th. Friday mornings are good mornings. Well, really, weekday mornings are good mornings. You get the Joe Rose Show, the man who caught Dan Marino's 
first professional touchdown, Joe Rose. He was joined by Dave Hyde today, and they were talking with NFL expert Mike Florio about the National Feelings League. New England, not all in on Josh Gordon's lack of effort. Kenyon Drake, a punch in the gut. Dolphins, send in the house. Who will the Dolphins draft? And where are the Pats right now? Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk. It's a it's a must check out like twenty times a day, especially on the weekends. And uh, Mike joins us right now. The it's no longer the National Football League though, Mike. It's now the National Feelings League because everybody's got hurt feelings these days, including a team getting ready to play the Miami Dolphins, the Jets. Le'Veon Bell not happy. Jamal Adams not happy that he's getting. It, it's incredible. And I guess the only thing it has in common, Mike, is the teams that are struggling seem to be the teams that are all got players that aren't happy. Well, and you know, dysfunctional teams do dysfunctional things. And I was talking to Tony Dungy last hour on my show, Pro Football Talk Live, about the Jamal Adams situation. And they took calls on a trade, and he's upset about that. And look, Tony said, what is it with these teams that let all this stuff be known? Like with the Patriots, you never hear anything like this. They don't let anything out. So many of these teams don't know how to put the clamps on getting these things out there creating these issues, and now they have to make Jamal Adams happy because he's upset that they they dared to take phone calls and talk to other teams about what it may take to to trade for him. And and it really is, uh, uh, you know, indicative of of why some teams just chronically can't get out of their own way. Yeah, speaking of the Patriots, Josh Gordon released. We don't even know why he was released. I, I see you have a story up on your site from Tom Curran saying work ethic related, which makes sense. Either he's late for me, something in his strict well, regimen. To bat, back to old habits again, Mike? Well, yeah, what Tom said is, and, and there's been no firm report of it, it's just kind of things that you pick up if you cover the team and from talking to people who, who are involved in the radio broadcast of the team, that he was starting to demonstrate some of those old habits of being late for meetings and not being as as dialed in. And you know how the Patriots are. If you aren't somebody who is fitting with what they do, they're going to move on, period. They're not going to make exceptions. They're not going to make excuses. You either do what you're expected to do, or they're going to find somebody else who will do it. That plain and simple. So, and you know, given his history, I, I think that it makes it even more important to get out ahead of a possibility that he's going to revert to some of the things that continue to get him suspended. They've worked hard with this guy. Tom Brady's tried to try to help him through these challenges, and uh, you know, it, it just could be that, that that's part of it as well. But the bottom line is, the Patriots have a high standard. If you don't live up to it, you're not going to be there. Mike, I want to ask you. Um, I know what it was like for me watching Kenyon Drake uh, that couldn't have been in Arizona longer than about a day and a half run for 15 15 times for 110 yards four catches for 52 yards with a 21 yard pass playing 36 yard run in there that's a tough one when I know why and they got the draft pick late draft pick but to watch a guy run like that on another team when you're only 25 I, I just it's a punch in the gut a little bit here what'd you think watching that last night new team new energy and everything oh i mean it's obvious that you're going to say where was this in miami and why did they use him more and you know it's so subjective with running backs in part because there are so many quality running backs who are available at any given time different coaching staffs can have different opinions about which guys you're going to put your faith and trust in and this new coaching staff just wasn't as enamored with Kenyon drake as they could have been and he got a two million dollar salary this year so they dumped a little over a million dollars by moving on from him over the balance of the year and i think that was probably part of it because they think they can find guys to play the position who are a lot cheaper 
and who are going to be around next year. I mean, I think that's part of it, too. Hey, the guy's not going to be here next year, so let's go ahead and get what we can now and move on and also dump the salary. You know, if it's just a straight uh, question of we're not bringing him back, so let's take what we can get, you could, you could argue that, uh, well, all right, we'll just let him leave as a free agent, maybe get a compensatory draft pick. But I really do think getting rid of the salary was part of it. And, uh, you know, you just got to sit back and, and watch while he ends up playing well for someone else. So, you know, hey, uh, and, 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 hey, if they're tanking, then this is, this is you know, trade off players who can go somewhere else and rack up 100 total yards from scrimmage in their first game with the team. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it fits with that Ouch. theory that's floating around that they're not really trying to win. Also, they needed that $1 million to pay the $4 million for the fifth round draft pick they got in. in, in oh, keep to leave? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the, in the trade. Hey, hey, you know what? Yeah, $4.3 million for a fifth round draft pick. You know, that guy's going to make less over four years. Whoever they pick with that fifth round pick will make less over four total years than what they're paying to keep the lead for the right to purchase the fifth round pick. They are following their plan, though. I get whether you agree or disagree with it. Their plan is to accumulate as many draft picks. The owner's opening his his checkbook. How, okay, trade nas- nationally on the trade deadline. Did anything surprise you? Well, the lack of activity surprised me because. Given all the trades that happened leading up to the deadline, there was a sense that there would be more trades and there would be more activity. And as we got closer and closer to the closing of the window for the balance of the year, that there would be trades like Trent Williams to someone. But Patrick Peterson potentially being dealt out of Arizona. O.J. Howard, the Buccaneers tight end, maybe getting moved. Chris Harris Jr., I thought it was a foregone conclusion he was going to get traded out of Denver. So there were some names out there that, that seemed like they were inevitable to be traded or at least be serious trade discussions. And it seems like the, the guys who got the most play were those two Jets, Jamal Adams and Le'Veon Bell, that we didn't even think were on the market. Right. So, yeah, I, I because of all those other trades, I really thought it would be a lot more active on the last day of the trading period. Mike, I heard from more people after that Monday night football third and 20 for the touchdown, the blitz with the wide open guy running down the middle of the field for a touchdown. What would you think? I'm just curious your, your thoughts on on, on seeing that and uh, talking about it. I understand the theory because Mason Rudolph really did look like a deer in the headlights earlier in that game. Now, when they got booed very heavily, that seemed to wake him up. So the idea is it's a young, inexperienced quarterback. We're going to throw the house at him. We're not going to make the, the right read, and he's going to throw the ball inaccurately, or maybe we're going to pick it off. Who knows? Uh, so I understand why they did it. Now, when Brian Flores doubles down and says we're just trying to be aggressive, and these coaches that, that you know, the cliche, we're just trying to be aggressive, we're trying to be aggressive. Well, okay, but sometimes being aggressive gets used against you. Sometimes it's good to be aggressive. Sometimes it's good to not be aggressive. And to the extent that you can balance out being aggressive with being conservative, that's what keeps your opponent guessing all the time. The idea that we're all Always going to be aggressive. I just I don't like that, and I don't like this inflexibility that suggests they're not going to learn from their mistake. Because maybe one of the big takeaways from what happened on Monday night is next time we're facing a situation like this, maybe it's not a good idea to send the house. So especially if we're not going to be able to figure out how to make a tackle on the back end. So I, I look, I get the idea. It, it didn't work, and at yeah. some point you just have to say it didn't work and move on and learn from it in the future. All right, Mike. The only drama we have left here with the Dolphins is the number one pick. Do they get it? Do they not? get it and who do they get with it what are you hearing early on because we're still early in the draft process on the quarterbacks Tua, joe burrow chate maybe the ohio state defensive end what are you hearing where the draft nicks stand right now yeah i'm not hearing anything i don't pay any attention to it all until after the season's over because i think it's it's pointless to burn up mental energy trying to figure out who the top picks are going to be the boards aren't going to be set until 
after the season. Bowl performances, I think, have a much bigger factor than people realize because how that guy steps up on a big stage with millions watching and high pressure, I think that's very relevant to the evaluation as to what kind of an NFL player he's going to be. And then all the all the stuff that happens in February, March, and April, even though it's, it's not dispositive, it helps refine the draft board. And uh, so for now, there's enough going on with all the teams playing that I don't, I don't even worry about it until we get really clear of the regular season. And, and then uh, in most respects, I just wait until after the Super Bowl. Baker Mayfield and uh, getting into apparently he's had some problems with a certain rider and didn't like it. And some people said, well, the, the rider was baiting him a little bit on it and it was you know Baker being Baker you know that's what you're going to get what, what do you think how Baker handled that whole thing well I had Tony Grossi the reporter in question on PFC Live today and we talked about it It was funny and I said hey Tony uh, pretend that it's me on that it, Baker Mayfield on the phone not me what would you say to Baker Mayfield and the first thing he said was how did I get you on the phone <laughs> but, but they've got a history there he had some opinions about Baker Mayfield before the Browns drafted but he reported some things that were unflattering to Baker Mayfield that he was insisting on first-class travel when he visited the Browns, which isn't all that unreasonable of a request, and frankly, shouldn't even have to make it. You think the teams would do this anyway when you're bringing in a guy that you may make the first overall pick in the draft. That history's there, and Baker Mayfield's a guy who likes to have chips on his shoulder. He finds that motivation in actual or perceived slight and criticism and so he and Tony if they've had that relationship and Tony said this time he chose to push back a little bit just to see what would happen and Baker got upset and he walked off and I, I think the one thing that bothered me the most is when Baker Mayfield had that condescending you didn't play the game attitude yeah. I you know and it's, that's such an outdated mindset Tony Grossing <laughs> has been covering the Browns longer than Baker Mayfield's been alive he, he understands what's going on especially when the criticism was over a perceived lack of urgency in a two-minute drill at the end of the first half. So Baker was a little rude. I understand he is who he is, and you kind of got to take the good with the bad. We got an example of a bad on Wednesday. I know, Tony. That seemed like a legitimate issue to me. But let's move on. The Baltimore-New England game Sunday night. Here we have the Stockholm Syndrome. We're like, uh, you know, been kidnapped by the Patriots so long that we've almost fallen in love with the way they play. And yet there's – we just had an odds maker on who said the Ravens should win this game because the Patriots haven't played anybody. Where do you? Where are the Patriots right now in your mind? At uh, undefeated, yet really they really haven't played a, a, a much of a schedule. Well, their defense has been great, and that's caused a lot of us to overlook some flaws that they have offensively. Their line play has not been great. Tom Brady's been irritated because of the turnover at the receiver position. They had Antonio Brown. They threw him overboard. Josh Gordon's now gone. What are they going to do there? He's happy that they have Mohamed Sanu. That's placated him a little bit, but they just keep winning. Nobody's going to have a truly perfect season in the NFL. You're always facing 11 guys on the field who are trying to do something that is the exact opposite of what you're doing as an offense or a defense. And, I, you know, the Patriots are still the Patriots. And they they uh, bedevil and confuse and confound young quarterbacks. They get their first crack at Lamar Jackson. Now, mobile quarterbacks have given the Patriots trouble from time to time. And I think back to a game in December of 2012 when Colin Kaepernick then in his second season, took the 49ers into Foxborough and won 41 to 34 through four touchdown passes. Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator, then Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator now for Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. So. 
you know, there's reason to, to think that the Patriots can have a hard time. But, you know, in my mind, until somebody shows they can beat the Patriots, the Patriots are yeah. still the Patriots, and they're still the best team in the NFL. And it's fun to get caught up in the possibilities of the Patriots going on a losing streak and maybe opening the door up for somebody else. I, I just, I, I got I to gotta see it before I'm going to believe it. We've been down that road too many times. How many years have we times. been saying that? Jeez. Mike, thank you, man. Always great having you. Really appreciate it here on a Friday. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk uh, joining us here. The only reason to get up early in the morning, well, besides maybe your job and your kids, the Joe Rose Show from 6 to 10 weekdays. A lot of reasons to listen to the Dan Levitard Show, one of them being earlier today, they talk with the man, the myth, the legend, and maybe future NFL football head coach Ed Reed. We'll visit that next on the Best of the Joe Show. It's the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Oh yeah, you can feel it. Friday, the weekend is here, and a man that knows a lot about the weekends, the man you're hearing from right now, Red Hot Chili Peppers lead singer Anthony Kiedis. Probably don't know this, but Anthony Kiedis spent a part of his young life homeless, doing heroin, and not the lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but instead their hype man. I guess he just never got off the stage and eventually just started singing with him. I, for one, am glad he did. Love Anthony Kiedis' voice. Love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Happy 57th birthday to him. Dan Lebitard, gotta love him, especially if you're from South Florida, because he's from right here and making it happen. Weekdays from 10 to 3 on 560 The Joe. Earlier today, the show was joined by maybe future head coach in the NFL and, of course, former Kane and originally from Louisiana, right around where I'm from, New Orleans, Ed Reed. They talked a little bit about Kenyon Drake. They talked about NFL head coaching. They talked about winning being the fountain of youth and the Jets' problems. I want to get to you. Uh, I want to talk to you about Kenyon Drake because uh, people were again accusing the Dolphins of tanking last night once they saw what Kenyon Drake did in an offense that's actually trying. Okay, yeah. Uh, that guy was on the Dolphins, went to the Arizona Cardinals, had 162 total yards last night uh, and a touchdown. We'll get to that in a second because uh, we have Hall of Famer Ed Reed uh, on the line with us. How's that sound to you, Ed? We haven't had you on since you were inducted into the Hall of Fame. How does Hall of Famer Ed Reed sound to you? Man, I'm doing really great. You know, sitting at Eugene Academy here in Baltimore where we just had the pep rally with Mission Tiger, man, and, um, you know, doing Hall of Fame things with Tiger, you know, who's a Hall of Famer in him himself. And I ain't talking Tiger Woods. I'm talking Tony the Tiger, who's do great things. So I'm glad you cut that dolphin talk short to talk to me, man. It's all right. I don't know why I was headed down that path. Uh, why don't you tell us quickly, Ed, what you're doing here? I'm a player that went to Arizona. I watched that game, too, and you're asking yourself, how do they not, you know, keep a player like that, you know, um, right. on the Dolphins team, man? But that's the that's – the, that's the things that you've seen, not just from the Dolphins, but many organizations that just don't know how to use guys. And that's not the guy, that's the player. I mean, that's the coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you feel like the Dolphins are tanking? A lot of people do. Do you feel like the Dolphins are tanking for Tua or tanking for a quarterback? Uh, I, don't, I don't know how much tanking would help them. I don't think they're tanking. You know, I just think they just—they just trying to figure things out with the new coach. Their decision making over the past few years hasn't been good anyway. So, Ed, I have to ask you about that recent tweet of yours because you tweeted, "Dear football hashtag NFL hashtag college." I'm interested in the head coaching job. A, why do you want to get into coaching again? And B, come on, if if somebody offered you a defensive coordinator job, you'd take it, right? Yeah, I probably would take. 
defensive coordinator job. You got to know your role, man. You know, um, I've been around a lot of coaching. You know, I've been around a, a whole lot of coaching, good and bad, you know, and learned a lot. I, I obviously know, you know, football, you know, and I know I know as a head coach, there's also more things you have to learn along the way. So, so that's why I don't get when they say, you know, you got to go through that coach's gauntlet and all that, man. You got coaches that never even played the game. Coaches that get to these jobs that really don't understand players and how to put them in position to win, they just think it's paper and think it's scheme. You know, I know it takes both. I threw that out there because I know and I'm confident in what I can do. I've head coached my son's flag football team with a couple championships in. Working with players in the NFL is no different, really. They're the same kids that play the same game that don't change. It's not complicated. You know, I mean, I'm sure I can do... Um, or add up to the same record that the Dolphins coaches that added up to the past few years. And that's not a shot. That's not a shot to the Dolphins. That's that's just that's just that's just the confidence I have in understanding what it takes in a system, football system, what it takes in working out, and what it takes in offseason. I obviously been through this. I was known as a coach player, you know. So a player's coach, coach player, same. So I, I mean, it's not it's not rocket science. Football is not rocket science. It's not like you're trying to fly to the moon for the first time. Ed, you excelled in in both uh, college down here at, at the University of Miami, and of course in, in the pros with the Ravens. If if you had to choose, I too, too baby. Uh, I, well, not to forget high school, and I'm sure I'm sure you were great in in pee wee football as well. But my my question is, if if you had a choice, I can coach in the NFL or I can coach at the college level. Which do you think you'd enjoy more? Oh man, that's a great question. Um, I honestly know with college, you know, you get them younger and you have a little bit more of an impact on them before they get to the NFL. And I love having an impact. I just know in college, you're, you're, on, you're on call 24-7, you're a dad. So that's something I would think about, but I, I probably would, I probably would be more, uh, I, I, would, I would want to coach more in the, in the NFL first. Well, uh, we'll get uh, to what you're doing here with uh, with Mission Tiger in a second, Ed, but I'm wondering, has anyone reached out to you since you sent that tweet out about coaching? Has a college or an NFL team reached out to you? So Somebody reached out to me through a friend to tell me to get in contact with an AD that they'd known, and they were about to get rid of their coach, and that's not how I'm going about it. Um, nobody has reached out. Nobody has reached out because I honestly didn't think that was the way to go about it. You know, I think it's just to call your agent. I don't think everything things for Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. I just really wanted to put it out there. Because you never know, the right person might get get that get that call from some, somebody like you guys and, and, and put a bug in the air, you know. But, you know, I know, I know it's, it's going to be tough. I know it's going to be tough sledding, man. I've been in that I've been in that industry in, in, in the NFL and coached ground coaches in football for a long time. And I just know how this stuff works. You know, I'm just putting it out there. I mean, obviously, you can't be any worse than what you got out here. Ed, I've actually, motiv- I've, I've gave motivated speech to coaches. And I'm, I'm wondering though, <laughs> why you want to coach? Because it, it's such a, a job that makes you grow old pretty quick. There's so much pressure involved. You could spend the rest of your life just walking around in your Hall of Fame jacket, maybe getting into broadcasting. Why do you want to get involved in coaching? I mean, I'm a football guy, man. I was born to do this. Stress only comes when you add it. You know, you get older doing things 
you know, that, that you don't love, that you don't like, and that you don't truly understand. Belichick don't look like he's age much, you know, probably because he's winning. <laughs> probably because he do something right and he knows something, you know, and it's not as stressful <laughs> him. It's yeah, but Ed, wait until you see how old Flores looks in a couple of years, Ed. Wait until you see how old Flores looks in a couple of years. Yeah, it's not as stressful for him as it is for other people. He makes it easy. You know, I, I've been in football a long time. I coached in Buffalo, and I was around coaches that I felt like knew football. But then when I got there, it was like totally different, man. Like, you're not who I thought you were. taught me so much. It taught me, it truly taught me so much. If it happens, it happens. If not, you know, I'll be coaching my son as he grows older. You know, I'm coaching, I'm head coaching in the Under Armour All-American game. You know, this January, I've coached a junior high school game the last two years as the head coach, you know, and we've, we've been doing things, you know, I, I coached the D coordinator for the Under Armour, um, I mean, for the NFL PA game, you know, and, and had an impact on those kids down there, man, you know, and then we won the game that hasn't been won in nine years. You know, they, they've been stacking the team as they stacked it this year against us, but we found a way. We motivated our kids. They played with, they played it, and we beat, we beat all the potential draft picks when they gave us all the potential free agents. And, and everybody who played in that game know that I'm not telling a lie when I said that. They didn't give us a chance to win. They actually was taking players off our team, you know, and I was there with NFL coaches, man. And let me say it. I don't want you to say it. I'm telling the New York Jets right now, if they can hear the sound of my voice, to hire this man. Hire him immediately, okay? I am saying it, Ed. That is not you. you I know you I don't played, want to take anyone else's job. Okay? You remember I played I know you did. Jets to make sure we get back to the mission at hand, and that's talking about Tiger. But, you know, I played for the Jets. And I trust me, trust me, the problem with the Jets is not just the coaching, you know? All right, well, what's the problem? No, no, go ahead. Tell me what the problem with the Jets is. I'm dying to know, I mean, please. It's, it's I've been like, trying to figure it out like, for 40 it's years. Like a lot of, it's a bunch of organizations that's just not the coach, you know? It's like the blaming on the coach, but when, when your owner's in the way or your your recruiting department is people who never played the game, like, you got to understand, there's a lot of people behind the scenes or even in front that have not played the game of football. And I'm not saying that that's not the case, like they don't know it. They don't know the game. But 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 having some some blood in the game, man, helps you. It helps you a little bit. But when you got yep. people who just going off paper, just going off of research and really don't know, come on, man. You know, I, I got passed up by 23 teams, dude. Right, exactly. That's a great point. Uh, add quickly here because we're running out of time. Uh, tell us what you're doing with Mission Tiger. That's what I'm talking about. Right now we at Academy in Baltimore. Um, Mission Tiger has impacted over 160,000 kids and families across this country it's a year to date. You know, Tiger has impacted so many people, man, creating a safe place, um, uh, renovating um, basketball court. Um, here specifically a basketball court baseball field, you know, and, and, and football um, facilities for, for, for flag football, you know, and um, the co-ed stuff for baseball, man. So it's just giving kids a safe place, man, you know, an outlet away from their, the bad environments, the negativity, giving them something where they can put that positive energy towards, you know, and, and be successful, you know, as kids growing up, man. And then, like I said, it's not just about, it's not just about, um, it's not just about sports, you know, it's about life because fitness is life. You want these kids to understand that, you know, and like I said, we're here at Kip 
Yajima and um, Kip is actually across the country, if I'm not mistaken. There's a bunch of um, schools they have, but um, we're here in Baltimore right now doing our thing. All right, Ed, you're a uh, Hall of Famer on and off the field. We appreciate you, uh, certainly down in Miami. Everyone loves you. Our show loves you, and we appreciate the time, man. Right on, man. Thanks a lot, man, and, and keep that buzz going. Hey, Coach, Ed Reed for head coaches. Ed, I'm going to make it my mission to get you a head coaching job, and when I do, I want just a tiny commission, okay? Just a little commission, okay? I'm, I'm coming from that. I'm coming for that president spot too, baby. All right, and a job on your staff, okay? Right on, man. Thanks a lot. No commission paid. All right. all right. Head coach Ed Reed, I'd play for him. You know, weekdays from three to six, I play for Team Hawk and Crowder. We're always having fun, talking sports, doing crazy stuff. Up next, gonna get in on the Pareo Friday plus those Hawkman highlights. And Crowder crowd pleasers on the Best of the Joe Show. The Best of the Joe Show, where we run back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Man, it feels good to be a Friday. I am Dan Day, and it is a happy birthday to Willie D of the Ghetto Boys. I'm sure he's feeling good today at 53, and I cannot forget to send a big old birthday out to the man of the hour here in Miami. He's orchestrating it all. Well, not all, but at least on the court. Eric Spolstra, head coach of the Miami Heat, 49 years young. Keep it going, Spo. Big game this Sunday in Miami against Houston. We got this. Get another big win under our belt with that young Heat core. Speaking of having fun, being young, and doing all types of crazy stuff, Hawk and Crowder Show afternoons, 3 to 6, right here on 560 The Joe. Pareo Friday! They're going heavy on the Bills. Got some apple juice, got some headlines. They're even talking to Miami Dolphins, Alan Hearns, about the big rivalries that are happening for both the pro and college teams in this town this weekend. What's it like to return to Miami being tough? Finn's getting closer to a win. And once again, those rivalries. Canes, Knowles, Dolphins, Gase. Look at you! Friday, man, it's Friday. Yeah, I was doing better. <laughs> I guarantee it's not beep, 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 I just saw up on uh, NFL Live, Dwayne Haskins going to make his first start Sunday. I didn't know that. Uh, they're playing the Bills? Yeah. Let's go heavy Bills. He hasn't looked good the no, uh, couple no. times he's come in. And first start against that defense? Let's go heavy Bills. Not a bad idea. I no. wonder if the line has changed. Alan Hearns from the Dolphins is going to join us. Perfect guest during UMFSU week yeah. because he is a Miami Hurricane. And, uh, and he had that big touchdown Monday night. I mean, he oh, willed himself I'm, into the end zone. That was a grown man touchdown there. That was a grown yeah, yeah, man yeah. touchdown. That was Most a receivers, touchdown. That was a touchdown. <laughs> Most receivers are down at the six-yard line oh, for there. Sure. He was getting into that end zone. Yeah, and he's been through a lot last couple of seasons, right? Uh, yep. Dallas then gets cut. Then he had that big concussion at the uh, at the beginning of the season with the yep. Dolphins. And uh, so we'll talk with Alan Hearns here momentarily. I'll be honest with you. I don't know if I've ever really had apple cider. Is it tangier than apple uh, juice? Like thicker? No, Is not, that, I'm not a big fan. Because I, like, I grew up on Mott's apple juice. That, yes. you know, everybody had that bottle of Mott's apple juice. We have something in common. In the fridge. <laughs> we were years in and we found we something. We found out. the thing that was in our fridge. Now, mine was next to the cottage cheese. Oh, no, no cottage cheese. <laughs> no, Jack. Next to the hogs mall. <laughs> That's what we had. I love pig feet. 
<laughs> we ain't eating no damn cottage. Let's get to headlines real quick with Solana because we're expecting Alan Hearns to call in momentarily. So give us some headlines, uh, Solana. Gentlemen, the Miami Heat are 4-1. and one. They are. Yes. They are. Whooped the Hawks again last night. Tell you what, man. They uh, they look good. And then the next season, so we'll see. We'll see. But, damn, they look they look good and they're fun to watch. Kendrick Nunn, by the way, he uh, he's making headlines because now anytime – you hear any rookie conversation nationally. It's all about Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero. So yesterday on national TV, by the way, Kendrick Nunn became the first player with 100 points in his first five career games since Kevin Durant in 2008. KD had 113 points through his first five games. Kendrick Nunn yesterday, 112 after his oh, fifth game. Yeah, he KD. is balling out. We got baby KD. He is. Well, we did baby Jordan once. That didn't work out. Let's not take baby KD. <laughs> can, can, none, can none and Jimmy go off in the same game, though? Jimmy had five. He When he decides to facilitate, then the other guys are going to eat. I think if Jimmy wants to eat... Yeah, they'll be sitting around and, and watching him. Yeah, you know, I, I was. I, but it's I, nice I don't to remember. I don't remember a Wade five point game. It's nice to have that luxury, though. It really is. Yes, it really he's is. out there coaching. Jimmy Butler is out there coaching. I think he's enjoying that as much, even when he's on the bench. Sometimes he is coaching the entire time. I have a feeling it gets annoying for his teammates, though. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, he. But, no, no, not for a non-hero, but but he he yells at Dragic. Right. Like he's. I mean, he's pulling Dragic to the side yeah. and showing him the proper way to execute a I pick and roll. I know if they go under the pick, <laughs> I need to shoot. And then I think I think Jimmy Butler really overstepped his boundaries with him. He starts telling him where to get suits. Now, Goran Dragic knows where to get suits. Jimmy, I have 75 suits for the price of Mott's apple juice. Don't need any suits. 70 suits? <laughs> One bottle of Mott's apple juice? Tomorrow, 3.30 p.m. on our sister station, WQAM. Let's go. It's the U versus FSU, Let's baby. Let's do it. Yeah, oh. there it is. It's a big week. This could change the fortunes for the University of Miami for the rest of the season. What happened? Because you could look at the season and go, you know what? They beat FSU. That would give them, what, five wins? They'd be on the cusp of bowl eligibility. Things would be maybe turning around the right way at the end. This could change the fortunes. You lose to FSU, and the narrative on the season changes. Now it's... Wow, they got to win another couple games and get bowl eligibility. They lost to FSU. They lost to Florida. Like you know, so this could be a uh, this could be kind of a game changer here. I see uh, Alan Hearns has called in. So finish up your headlines here, and we'll go to Alan Hearns. And of course, finally, guys, on Sunday the Jets are going to be in Miami. Adam Gase makes his return to Hard Rock Stadium. The Jets currently plus, or excuse me, minus three coming into Hard Rock Stadium. And finally, guys, according to golf.com, 41% of golfers have had sexual relations on a golf course. Hmm. I raised my hand. You're raising your hand uh, because golfer. you have a question for Alan Hearns? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> too, uh, I got a question for Alan, but I, they, <laughs> those golf course bathrooms are very comfortable. You're part of the 41%. Mm-hmm. The, the handicap stall? Why don't you play the, the handicap uh, stall? Why don't you play the uh, Rocky Like a Hurricane again for Alan Hearns here since it's UMFSU week? Come on, fire that up. There we go. There you go. That's got Alan Hearns coming in. This is what he was hearing when he was fighting his way into the end zone Monday night. <laughs> well, he needs to play it again in his head because that was impressive. No joke. It is a football Friday, and uh, Dolphins 
have the Jets on Sunday, and we don't like the Jets. I love the Hurricanes, and Alan Hearns is a Hurricane. Don't tell him you love him. I love the Hurricanes. Just Alan to get uncomfortable. Alan Hearns, perfect guest for Beat FSU Week. Miami guy, went to UM, and now finally a receiver for the Dolphins. Feels like it's been a long time coming. Hello, Alan. Hey, how you doing? We're good, man. Are you? Uh, do you get all pumped up for UMFSU week, or you're so busy with NFL stuff you don't even get a chance to think about it? Oh, no. Nah, I for sure get pumped up about it. A week that you always see things on timelines, you know, playing in the league, you know, teammates that play at Florida State and things like that. You know, so it's always a big week for me. Was that the biggest game when you were at UM? Was it UM Florida State? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is the one we wait yeah. for. I mean, we had Florida this year, but that's few and far between. Back when I went to UM, Notre Dame was a uh, a real fun rivalry. But FSU, year in, year out, that's it. Alan Hearns is with us. By the way, in celebration of the NFL's 100th season, you could join the Miami Dolphins Saturday, noon till 4, Hard Rock Stadium for the Fantennial Celebration presented by Pepsi. The event is free and open to all fans and will include the opportunity to take photos with the authentic Hall of Fame busts of all 10 Miami Dolphins Hall of Fame inductees, alumni autographs, cheerleader performances, kids' activities, food trucks, a garage sale benefiting the Miami Dolphins Foundation, and an open call for a national anthem performer. For more details, go to dolphins.com slash NFL 100. Alan Hearns is with us. Do you talk to anybody on the Hurricanes? Do you text any of the coaches or the players or get to go to practice at all, especially leading up to this game uh, tomorrow? Uh, no, I haven't talked to anyone. You know, um, but, you know, every time we get a chance, you know, when I can make it to a game, you know, I go out there. And all season, you know, I went out there a lot, you know, just talking to the guys. You know, but besides that, I haven't talked to anyone this week. You know, I just let them focus on what they have to do. How will you watch the game tomorrow? Is there a little watch party at the uh, Hearns household, or uh, you got other stuff going on? Uh, no, nah, you know, we still have meetings and stuff. So once I get out of meetings, I go to the hotel, you know, and I watch the game. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, I still have a game the next day. So it's not like <laughs> I can go out and watch the game. No. Hey, man, you went to Carroll City High School, end up going to UM, and now you're back on the fins. When the Cowboys released you, two weeks later you signed with the Dolphins. Was that pure career business? Or was there anything having to do with coming home what made you sign with the Dolphins? Um, it was a little business, you know, um, as far as for me. You know, uh, it actually happened like uh, two days after. So, But um, the Dolphins were one of the first teams that, that called, you know, and I met with them. You know, I just seen opportunity here, you know, especially with a new staff, you know, everybody on new terms and things like that, you know. So uh, I was just excited. And, of course, like being back home, there's nothing like coming back home. And as far as for me, you know, I've been home most of my life. You know, grew up in Miami, with the college in Miami. You know, so uh, coming back home was a big thing for me as well. And then I know in Dallas you weren't getting the same ticket request you are now, bro. How, <laughs> how many tickets are you getting up, hit up for on home games? Uh, actually, it's not a lot. You know, I, I think I do a good job with that. You know, I just explained to my family, you know, that you know um, they're, they're not free. And also, like, if someone wants it, you got to understand that the rest of the family is going to want to come to the game. You know, so far as with them, they do a good job of, you know, just uh, paying for their own tickets sometimes, you know. But uh, it, it actually haven't been too great for me, thank God. 
Alan Hearns is with us. You had this great touchdown Monday night against the Steelers. That had to feel great, right? Was there was there a point where everybody's jumping on you and you're just saying to yourself, I was saying as we were bringing you on that Rock You Like a Hurricane is playing in your head and you're just going to carry everyone into the end zone. But what what was that moment like? Did you just say to yourself, I'm not going down until I get into the end zone? Like, what was that moment like? Um, you know, it, it was one of those things, you know, when I first really turned around, but I didn't think I was going to make it to the end zone, you know. But once I made the first guy miss um, and the second guy miss, you know, I kind of felt like at that point, like, I can't be denied. You know, once I got to the second guy, he was too busy on trying to take the ball. So that's how I was able to escape. Like multiple guys, you know, it was focused on the ball, whereas me, you know, I was just trying to get my pass down and get in the end zone. And also, I had help on my youth brother, Mark Wall, you know, so that helped me out a lot. And, man, it was impressive. We were talking about it earlier in the week where you come back from a concussion. You know, we, we all saw that here early in the season. You miss a couple games, you come back. You still go out and play just the same way you played before the concussion, knowing that I'm about to go across the middle, or even on that touchdown, bro. You lower your head and turn around and just start, you know, running backwards, willing your way to the end zone. You just came off a concussion. No change in your game. Coming <laughs> off a concussion protocol, stepping in the game, and still trying to run people over. Yeah, not at all. You know, I'm not one of those guys that's like timid or go out there thinking too much. You know, as far as the concussion thing, yeah, that was an unfortunate situation, you know, but I fully recovered. You know, I felt fine, you know. So once I step out there on the field, I'm not going to go play timid or be thinking about uh, if I can get another concussion. You know, I feel fine. I'm going to go out there and play free. That's a man, Hawk. Alan Hearns is with us. I know. I'd Dang. still be out. And when I say out, I mean unconscious. I don't mean I don't mean out of the game. I'd, still, I'd still, I would still be unconscious. Like a, month, a month ago. Was that your, uh, Alan, was that your first official concussion? Or have you had nah. concussion? Like, you, like, do you know how many concussions you've had in, from high school to college to pro? Uh, that was my fourth one. Fourth one. Did that one feel yeah. especially different than the other ones? That one looked really bad. Yeah, every concussion prior to this, you know, I had a headache probably the next day. That was about it. You know, this, this last one, I had a headache for a week straight. You know, so this one was a little different, you know. But uh, thankfully, you know, I was able to get back to my normal self. You know, I, I wasn't throwing up or anything. It was just a constant headache, you know. So I was able to get over that, you know. And also, we had a bye week. I missed one weekend. We also had a bye week the following week, you know. So that helped me out a lot, you know. But even with that, you know, uh, just having those two weeks off, you know, it also helped my ankle out. You know, I felt a lot better with that, you know. So, help me in the long run. Well, Alan, i tell you a quick story, man. Don't be worried about no concussion because I got knocked out in the Saints game and I got woken up with smelling salt on the field. I went to the bench. <laughs> I went to the bench, bro. I sat back down. I went back to sleep. They had to wake me up again on the bench and then Ronnie Brown fumbled. Oh, no. They walked me to the sideline and pushed me on into the huddle and then they just told me <laughs> what gap was mine and I just kept running around. So, man, don't worry about it, bro. You'll be good. Yeah, here's the thing, though, Alan. When he says don't worry about it, I spend four hours a day with him in the studio. Worry about it. This dude ain't right. <laughs> this dude, there's a lot wrong with this dude right here. Whatever it takes. <laughs> Alan Hearns is with us on a football oh, Friday. Man. So that was that was the, uh, the end result of the concussion it was just a constant headache for a week or so. So what do you have to do you lay in a a dark room most of the day like you you just kind of cease all activities uh no so it, it's a little process you know um, like the first couple of days they don't have you going to meetings or anything like just avoiding light and then once the headache gets a little better you know they have you go to meetings see if that gives you a headache if it does they pull you out of that then they have you do a light cardio like ride the bike see if that gives you a headache yeah. If it does, you don't progress to the next level. So it's all, it's like steps that you got to keep taking, you know. And if you don't pass the step, you know, you stay at that step or you back off. You know, so I think the NFL, they do a good job with that, you know. But you know, uh, the main thing, you know, you got to be honest with yourself and not just try to 
rush back out on the field. When you say light cardio, do you think sex works? Man, he ain't talking no, about no, sex. No, like, because you're going to get your blood flowing a little bit. If you get a headache, you know something's wrong. Because well, I'll tell sex. you what, they ain't going to pull you out of that. <laughs> yeah, not me either. I got strong here. I might have a, I might have a concussion, Alan, because you know what? I get around Crowder every day. I get a headache, and now I'm starting to think that maybe I'm concussed. Think about it. He ride a bike. You might, might do something to, fun. They might need to pull me out of, <laughs> out of here. Alan Hearns is with us. You guys feel like you're getting closer to that first victory because it, 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 like it, it does for for those of us watching, you know. And then you jumped out to that 14 nothing lead Monday night. Do you feel like that that first win is just sitting there dangling in front? you guys uh yeah for sure you know we're close man you know last two weeks you know i feel like we, we've we've been doing a good job you know just coming out fast you know but you know playing in the nfl you know you can't just play like one half or a certain quarter you know you got to play four quarters you know uh, from game start to end you know so that's the main thing that we get at we get at now you know it's just been consistent you know that's what it comes down to everybody trusting each other and everybody just doing their job and Alan, I've they've heard I've heard stories about Fitzpatrick in the huddle. Can you give us a little insight? They said like he'll come in there telling jokes. He tries to keep guys calm, keep them loose. Is Fitzpatrick is 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 he that in the huddle? Like is he that guy that just calms everybody down? Like y'all in the backyard playing ball? Oh yeah, for sure, man. I, I think everyone uh, has that trust in Fitz, and he just make everyone comfortable. You know, he's not a guy that's very uptight or things like that. You know, even if a guy makes a mistake, you know, uh, he's not the one that's going to bring a guy down. You know, he's a guy. That picks people up, you know, whether it's we in a two-minute drive, you know, whatever it may be, you know, he's still going to make a joke or you know, just bring smiles to people's face, you know. And I think especially for uh, having a young team, you know, a guy like him is great for us, you know, just not having people playing tight and things like that. Alan Hearns, again, Dolphins have the Jets on Sunday, and uh, for a lot of Dolphins on the roster, it will be a, uh, a game with a little extra significance because of Adam Gase on the opposing sideline. Doesn't mean anything to you, I'm guessing. Have you heard anybody in the locker room talk about Sunday having more significance because of Coach Gase? Uh, I feel like every Sunday, dude, uh, we haven't won a game yet, so, you know, it's like everyone knows we can get that game bad, man heard anyone talking about Coach Gase. Well, let's get that first like that. one over, Coach Gase. Let's see. You know what? It would be nice to have. <laughs> let's have a sweep this weekend. Hurricanes over FSU and Dolphins over the Jets. Like, uh, you know. I feel we, it. <laughs> Crowder, Crowder and I were talking about it. I mean, this is quite the tandem of opposing coaches uh, we're going up against here. Willie Taggart. On, right. uh, winners. <laughs> a couple winners. of winners. <laughs> Willie Taggart and Adam Gase. <laughs> You're not allowed to laugh at that, Alan. You're not allowed. <laughs> Alan Hearns from the Dolphins. Good luck on Sunday, and let's root our Hurricanes on on Saturday. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Can't get enough of those two crazy guys. Here's some Hockman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers. Hockman, 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 Hockman. Hard. Crowder, Crowder, Crowder. Crowder crowd pleasers. Why would you pay for lunch? <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> That's what Good. I get for eating a uh, snack mix right before I do a commercial. Hockman highlights. You that? suck. Your mama sucks, bitch. Ay, ay, ay. Que es eso? Wow. What just happened there? Hot Hockman highlights. Put the sign in and I put the semen around to hold the sign. The what? I, the what? I, I, I built the sign, I printed the sign, and I installed the sign with cement. Ooh. Caliente. Crowder. Crowd pleaser. Uh, three cheers for the red, white, and blue. A duck may be somebody's mother. Be kind to the denizen of the swamp. He's a dilly through and through. Nah. Eso es un Hawkman highlight. No, 
I don't really like chocolate. I have grown up with my mom and two sisters, and every time they'd have their menstrual cycle, they'd eat chocolate. So I, I associated with menstruation. Mm-mm-mm, delicioso. Pretend Bro. like you're calling me with headlines, Solana. How do I how do I pretend to call you? Uh-oh. Ooh, a highlight. If we, if, if we, hell we, if the canes. Uh-oh. Ooh, que rico. So I gotta ask John. John, I'll whoop your ass, John. I'm pleased. See you later, my winky dinky dog. Gotta love the Huckman highlights. Crowder crowd pleasers. Download them along with all of the podcasts for this show wherever you get your podcasts. Radio.com app or website WQAM.com. I'm Dan Day. It's Friday. Let's all party and have some fun. This is the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.